0: My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old. I put in a loyal 26 years until my second act launched with this podcast back in January of 2020. Welcome to my second act.
1: My name is Don and I'm Cadillac's wife. <laughs> so grandiose, your statement. I love it. Um, I, I don't think we're going to do Christmas pictures this year. I know you're so disappointed. Oh, well. You're not going to have to find a little sweater that matches. Get everybody on the front porch or in front of a tree. Or by Bush or somewhere.
0: Do you send a card at all of any kind? No. What's what's the protocol for 2020 Christmas cards?
1: Well, I was thinking, like, wouldn't it be funny? Like, do you put, does everybody put their mask on? Because it's kind of like we're talking about the other day. Is this a moment in time that we actually, is this the year that we should do the Christmas card? Because our kids will look back on it and be like, you know, I'll tell you, there's that picture that we have where we went to see my mom at the um, assisted living when the pandemic first started.
0: It was right before Mother's Day, I believe.
1: Right. And she was inside and they had wheeled her into a room and she had a mask on and we were outside.
0: Separated by a window. Separated
1: by a window. And we all had masks on and someone took a great picture. I mean, it's kind of sad, but it, it, it is. And you and I have talked about it. Our kids will look back on that picture and be like, their kids may be like, what what were y'all doing? Where were you? So I'm kind of wondering, like, is this year we don't skip them and we do it?
0: I saw something pretty unsettling the other day, and it was at Cabela's. And it was Santa at Cabela's. But you, he, he's literally behind a piece of plexiglass. Like, your photograph is taken with a piece of plexiglass between the kids and Santa Claus. I, I, I understand why, but it was still very jarring and unsettling to see that Uh, on the news that that's the way that santa claus is having to stay safe and that your kids are having to stay safe
1: wonder if you have to like shoot your like list like with a nerf rocket or something at him you know
0: (laughs) because at avalon you can see santa avalon if you're not from the atlanta area is a huge dining and and
1: shopping development
0: uh, residential outdoor and and but you go into santa's house and it's my understanding that you take, you have to wear your masks in, and mm-hmm. the only time you remove your masks, Santa included, is when they snap the picture for like six seconds.
1: Yeah, but that makes no sense.
0: And then you have to put it right back on, and then you're escorted out by the yells.
1: Okay, but these are the things that lately you're just like, that makes no sense. Right. So for six seconds, you can't get COVID?
0: I do think you have to be exposed to it longer than that, but who
1: knows? I wonder if the reindeer have to wear masks.
0: They have been very clear, though, they being Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus and the people in the North Pole, that he is actually, yeah, he's immune.
1: Well, that's good. Can you imagine if he had to quarantine and his quarantine fell during Christmas? Yeah.
0: That'd be horrible, Donna.
1: Horrible. But that's not going to happen, children, who are listening, so don't worry.
0: We have a small ask of you three things. If you would, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. Brand new episode of Caddy Wagon with uh, Richie and K9 Raider just dropped. Rate and leave five-star reviews for the pod, and uh, show our sponsors some love. Gallery Furniture in Gainesville, com. guests of the Cadillac Jack, my second at Why You Shake Your Head podcast, mm-hmm. stay at the all-new Even Hotel at Avalon, Step some world-class shopping, dining, and entertainment.
1: I just can't wait for them to show up.
0: The guests? Yes. They'll be here soon, Donna. Don't okay, you good. worry. Don't you good, worry. Good, 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 good. Why is the Georgia Senate runoff election receiving such attention nationwide? We're going to explain and have that conversation about uh, halfway through this episode. Plus, later in this episode, Pop Peep Alley, who got her bell-bottom jeans, Donna, caught in her bike spokes, just like you, and why she couldn't look at her neighbor, Mr. Newsome, for years.
1: Okay, well, I can't wait for
0: this. That story later in the episode your hype song on the way here today to the app and media group and app and podcast network. We're 30 miles North of downtown Atlanta in Alpharetta, Georgia.
1: Well, you're just going to be thrilled about this because you're such a Beatles fan, but my hype song today is George Harrison. What is life? Never heard of it, but you will, when you hear it, it's such a classic Beatles song. Well, it's such a classic George Harrison song. It's from 1970 and it's from his album, all things must pass, which I thought was kind of like good for the times we're in all things must pass. And so obviously if you're, um, a Beatles fan or not a Beatles fan George Harrison was a member of the Beatles he wrote the song um, because I know what your hype song is going to be and, and the, the um, story behind it it's kind of interesting with um, this song he wrote the song and intended it for someone else to record it and he intended it for Billy Preston okay do you remember Billy Preston I do okay well he was back in the 70s and he was kind of like just this amazing like um, he played like the, not the piano. What's the thing? The organ. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just it, like, a, it was like a seventies type thing, but he had on these bell bottoms. He had this huge Afro and he, the Beatles wrote a ton of songs for him, believe it or not. And different members of the Beatles wrote songs for him. But when you hear the song, um, what is life? You're going to remember it.
0: All right. We'll add that one to the Candy Donna hype song playlist on Spotify. I'm going to add a song from old dominion. One of my favorite country groups.
1: Love old dominion
0: they have just dropped an ep and it's very unique in that all the songs that are on the ep called band behind the curtain are songs that they wrote that became number one hits for other artists
1: yes we got a theme going
0: so it's um the one i'm going to add to the spotify hypes on playlist is their version well it would actually be their version, but, right. but Dirks Bentley recorded Say You Do. Oh, yeah. Made it a number one hit, but that song was written by Old Dominion, so you get to hear their version of the song, what their vision was That's with the song cool. as songwriters. Uh The EP also includes um, Make You Miss Me from Sam Hunt.
1: Oh. I didn't
0: know that they wrote I didn't that either. for Sam Hunt. Kenny Chesney Save It for a Rainy Day.
1: But now when you say Old Dominion, it, like all of them wrote these songs for other people or just like a couple of them? It's not asking an
0: awful lot of questions. Okay. No. All right. Okay. I'm just I'm I'm reading straight from PR Newswire. Okay. I'm kidding. I did my research on it and I actually downloaded it and paid for it.
1: I love Old Dominion. They're so good. So, so
0: here's good. Uh, here's what you do. Go to Spotify, search for uh, the hype songs, and every hype song that we've had a conversation about at the top of each episode since uh, now in January seventh when we launched this podcast are included. Our 14 year old daughter Charlotte says to me the other day, "We're headed somewhere. I don't remember where it was." And I guess she heard the story that I shared about being in high school in Grammy, teaching summer school at Western Carolina University, and being three hours away from the home. And my sister Juagina and I would throw ragers every weekend. Mm-hmm. I think our fourteen-year-old daughter heard that story, mm-hmm. and so she says to me in the car, "Daddy, y'all didn't have playlists back then, did you?" I said, "Oh no, sweetie, no, we didn't. We didn't have like you didn't
1: pot up your music, yeah."
0: So what did y'all do? Oh. And I said, oh, sweetie. I said, Grammy and granddaddy had a stereo in the den. And granddaddy had his speakers hung. And I'm there right now in our my, my childhood home in our den. Grammy Granddaddy had his speakers up on the walls. Seriously? Yep. And they were surrounded by Grammy's cross-stitch. uh uh-uh. <laughs> um, Things that she had framed. You know, like our entire wall in our den was nothing but Grammy's cross-stitch projects mm, mm, through the mm. years and then he had grand, granddaddy's huge wolfers you know and tweeters or tweakers <laughs> or whatever uh, but I explained to her that we used to listen to vinyl you know you would use when you had a house party you would either turn on the radio or the stereo I know had eight track capability mm-hmm. and 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 you could play 45s and 33s you could play vinyl
1: that's true though you think about all these kids it. though because like now all they do is just turn it turn on their playlist with like their smart speaker or yeah. even earphones or whatever and back then we didn't have any of that no, we didn't and I'm trying to think like what it, cause I had like an old like same thing, turntable and everything. you have to start it over, eight-track.
0: Cue it up. Like yeah. you were a, a disc jockey.
1: Yeah. Make your mixtapes for yourselves. Back in the day. For your road trips, for your boyfriend and girlfriend.
0: Morgan Wallen returned to Saturday Night Live uh last weekend after being withdrawn from the show by executive producer Lauren Michaels after uh, Morgan decided the week before he was scheduled to be on SNL that he was going to go to Tuscaloosa, to Alabama.
1: He threw himself a party.
0: And and party. And so, of course, the multiple blondes that he kissed while on campus recorded everything for TikTok. So Morgan Wallen began trending number one nationwide on TikTok because of all the videos of him. I, th- I think I already went to like 16 different house parties.
1: Okay, but, but before you play this clip, I have, uh, I have a question. Sure. If you were going, like I've thought about this, like if you were him and you went down there and you were partying would, and at his age, because he's too old to be partying with these blonde women, but would you immediately, the first thing you think of is, these people are going to record me on TikTok? I don't know that I would have thought of that. Would you?
0: Well, they address it, Donna, (laughs) in this sketch. Uh, Morgan Wallen appears as himself. You know, Lorne Michaels said, "I I will have you back, but we just can't let you come this weekend because... Of the Too risk close. of, of yeah. COVID. So Lor Michaels kept his word and invited Morgan back. But the caveat was this, that um, Morgan had to appear in a sketch as himself on the campus of Alabama. And Jason Bateman was the host this past weekend. He I also appeared in the sketch, as did Pete Davidson. Here is uh, 45 seconds of that, uh, that sketch from SNL. Wallen's at the college party, dude. What? But isn't he supposed to be the musical guest on SNL this week? Hell yeah, I'm sure he's taking all the necessary COVID precautions. Alabama! (laughs) To no consequences!
1: (laughs) Consequences! Woo! Oh my god, Morgan, I am such a fan. Do you think we could kiss and I could smell it?
0: Only if you promise not to post it on social media.
1: Okay. Just
0: on TikTok, I promise. Morgan, 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 Morgan. Hey, Morgan. Whoa! Dude. I came as soon as I could. Did you just appear out of that kind of weed, huh? No, no, that's just regular time travel smoke. <laughs> it's time travel? That's right. That's right. You see, I am you from the future, and I came back here to stop you from partying tonight. That's Jason Bateman, who Not appears it. as the ghost, or mm-hmm. you know, as as Morgan Wallen in the future.
1: Okay couple things mm-hmm. which we have to talk about I, I we couldn't watch this which well. that's a whole nother discussion but you know we've talked in the past about my love for Morgan Wall and his music so I pulled it up on YouTube to watch the two performances okay the second performance I sent you a screenshot of his outfit I, I just can't I mean he is in what's like be- a
0: muscle flannel
1: it, it, what could best be described is a completely monotone like brown, like, um, what are those pants people wear when they work? Car hearts, yeah. Like, brown hearts. and then it's like a brown and white flannel that he has cut the arms off of. And it, it's, like, sleeveless. And then on top of it, he's got these, like, you know how, like, some people who <laughs> are in, like, entertainment stuff, they, like, wax their arms and all that. He is like a hairy old bear from, like, <laughs> his arms down. And it is just the most Shocking outfit I was just like Again I'm like Is he punking us And that wink With the With the um, mullet So I went down This hole Again Another Morgan Wallen Rabbit hole And told you Did you know That he was on The Voice And competed I did not And looked Like Justin Bieber On The Voice He has this Like these long bangs That come over And he sang a um, Oh It wasn't a Creed song But it was something like That It was like an emo song Like an indie song and Blake Shelton said it's the worst mistake he ever made in his life by not taking him on his team. Can you imagine? Now he's writing songs for Blake Shelton.
0: Crazy. If you're in Atlanta, you missed it all. Yeah. Uh, and so we're going to include his performances and the sketch that he was in, You just heard a piece of with Jason Bateman in the letter this Saturday.
1: I don't think everyone missed it. Just direct TVers missed
0: it. Uh, and AT&T U-verse. Oh, okay. So in Atlanta right now, um, our NBC affiliate, Eleven Alive, is owned by Techna, T E G N A, and I think that they have. Yeah. I think that they own stations and yeah. TV stations in other cities,
1: Salt Lake City, some other places.
0: And, and we've all seen the crawl, like when it's time for a subscriber and a TV station to renegotiate their contract uh, for 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 like DirecTV to continue to carry X station. When contract negotiations stall, they run those crawls at the bottom of the screen so that say you everyone. are going to lose. Dr. Phil. Yeah, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. <laughs> um, but while we've seen those
1: never happens.
0: We've never seen it like go somebody go through with it. And you never that lose happened. Dr. Phil. Like we've not we we don't have if you are a DirecTV or AT T Universe subscriber in Atlanta, you have not seen any NBZ programming in over a week now.
1: And I forgot. And you had told me, and I was like, "Nah, eh, whatever. Like, what do I watch on check? Because I'm a big Good Morning America, so I don't watch the Today Show. But, like, I turned it. I I, we, I came home, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch it. Or the next day, Sunday, I pulled it up in, like, the DVR. And that thing comes up that says, you are not allowed to watch this program. You cannot
0: see NBC I was
1: so mad. So now I'm on the bandwagon. I don't know who I need to call or what we well, need to do. Well, it says
0: on that screen who you need to call. Uh, but, listen, it all comes down to money. And carrier fees But in Atlanta So we're missing I'm missing Dateline Which is my favorite show On television <laughs> oh. I'm a 47 year old Married dad And I love Dateline And that is I look forward to Dateline We can't get Meet the Press Throughout the week You can't get Meet the Press You can't get the Voice Right now <laughs> What
1: is going on
0: And there's no telling How long this is going To to continue But I was just shocked You know Because again You see the crawl And you're like Ah, whatever You do get this figured out There's no way You're going to drop the NBC affiliate in Atlanta from your programming package. And lo and behold, I mean, it's we're living well, it right now.
1: And if you've been listening to the pod, you, you've you heard us say before that there's something going on with our direct TV dishes where every now and then it powers down to 1970. To low res. <laughs> to low res for some reason. And I've had multiple people say to me, why don't you guys switch? And here's the, the short answer, because we're lazy. And so we have a lot of TVs in our house for whatever reason. And... It's like to, to redo all of that stuff with someone is just so overwhelming. We'd,
0: we'd rather watch low res. <laughs> like it's
1: like 19, watching
0: a YouTube video from 1980. Like,
1: so now we're like 1970s and we've lost a channel. Yeah. And we're okay with it. So, so anyway.
0: There you have it. All right. Continuing the music conversation, because we are classified as a music podcast by Apple, we say semi music, but we've talked a lot about artists and their music catalogs. And Taylor Swift was probably the most recent target because Scooter Braun decided to sell her catalog to another party. Uh, We've talked about Paul McCartney selling his music catalog, Michael Jackson selling his music catalog. Uh, Just today, Bob Dylan announced that he is selling his entire songwriting catalog. Over 600 songs. There's nobody's talking about the dollar amount, but I, I have read that the is estimated to be worth over three hundred million dollars. And Bob Dylan is selling his entire catalog to um Universal Music Publishing Group.
1: And they're gonna gain a hundred percent
0: of all past of songs. All Here's past the thing about Bob Dylan, too. They're not gonna have to split the royalties. Ninety five percent of the songs Bob Dylan has written in his career, he wrote himself. So it's not like you're gonna have to
1: pay out four different right i
0: mean bob dylan's basically getting over 300 million dollars
1: today why does he need this money don't
0: know i had this conversation with somebody today and i said why do because stevie nicks last week said that she's selling her catalog for 100 million dollars
1: do you think it's for control because they can control who it goes to and what happens but they don't control i mean they don't really don't
0: control what what universal music decides to do with it i know anything that bob dylan should write from today forward he gets the royalties and and the checks on. But how old is Bob Dylan, and how much commercial success do you truly believe that he can have in 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 the years left on his life? I think it's. Do, do they do it because they they want to go out with a bang, and they want to make sure that they have their money so that they can share it with 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 family and kids and things Maybe. like that, or if they want to. I don't know. Like an impulse buy. They want to buy an Islander. I, I just, I, I don't understand why an artist would give this up.
1: I don't know. Unless maybe they're of a certain age and it's like, I don't know. They're, they're, they're like you said, maybe they want to secure their, I don't know, their future. But here's the thing. That means then also whoever buys the um, publishing rights can use it for commercials. They can use it for anything. So you're right. It's not like you're retaining control because if, if like Stevie Nicks, one of the songs is dreams, which we've talked about on here, you know, it was a huge TikTok deal.
0: The Ocean Spray thing.
1: Yeah. But I mean, imagine now if, if Ocean Spray came to uh them and said, Okay, now we want to use this official song in our commercial we're willing to pay.
0: Right, but they wouldn't go to Stevie Nicks no, for that anymore. She doesn't
1: get it. Whoever owns
0: it. um the Stevie Nicks thing was eighty percent stake in her music catalog for a hundred million. It's
1: it's crazy. Includes
0: tracks from her solo career and with Fleetwood Mac.
1: It's crazy.
0: Songs that she wrote. Uh Bob Dylan is the most covered artist in music history. Okay, more artists cover Bob Dylan songs than any other artist. He, he doesn't get any of that money moving forward. If an artist chooses to cover- some,
1: Maybe he needs some pine straw. <laughs> you know, this is the time of the year when everybody needs pine straw. HOA is reaching out Your to you. Your HOA is coming to you. You need a new driveway. You've got, I mean, what? maybe he needs something. He has to need something for this just to have happened. You know what I mean?
0: I would think. Uh, Floyd Mayweather- has announced that he's gonna fight YouTuber Logan Paul.
1: I mean I guess Logan Paul's just become a boxer.
0: Quick update uh recent pod we had the conversation about uh Logan Paul and him knocking out the NBA former NBA player and uh Snoop Dogg being the commentator commentator. Um well it was announced over the weekend. Uh Floyd Mayweather Jr. has Who a, 50, is a boxer a fifty well he's fifty and oh On Yeah. He's an undefeated boxer. At 15-0, and, and he has confirmed that he will be a part of this match, gonna take place February twentieth, twenty twenty one. Pay per view event starts at twenty four ninety nine. Snoop Dogg immediately tweets, uh, quote, I've got this. I love it. And then like with a microphone emoji. I love it. Because he got so much traction after calling the
1: I mean, it's worth the, the twenty four ninety nine just to watch like listen to him do the commentating. I mean, Logan Paul's like a boxer now. Do you think he, could you knock someone out? Like have you ever been asked to box? You know, I was asked to wrestle with Nathan, one of our pod peeps. You had me in a singlet. I did. You wanted it to go down
0: like down in South Georgia at the Hardee's mm-hmm. parking lot. Yeah. You were gonna
1: throw up I a was. ring. I was. Um, and you even told the kids, "Kids, your mama's gonna get in a singlet." They were like, "What?" And box <laughs> a grown man? No, wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. Yeah. not even box, yeah. wrestle a grown man. I think thank, it'd been great. Thank God, God. We we're gonna do it
0: for charity in the pandemic, kid. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. But love Nathan Roberts, huge pod peep, big supporter of the podcast. Huge. And wrestling fan He's a he, he controls like the Southeast Wrestling Federation
1: But that's part of the problem I'm going to wrestle him Because it wasn't going to be fair What I needed And you said you wouldn't do it I needed someone To come out of the crowd With their pocketbook And hit him over the head You know how there was always Like at wrestling That one person It was usually like a woman Who would come out of nowhere Swing her big old pocketbook And take the person out That's what I need
0: Like jumping off the third rope yeah. is not going to take you down But a woman <laughs> coming out of the audience With her purse Yes Knocking you in the back of the head is gonna take you down. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well it's not gonna happen. And no, I've never been asked to participate
1: wrestle, in wrestle, any... jello wrestle all your days working in bars. You never ooh, we're asking like wrestle in jello or boxing one. No. Huh.
0: Okay. Never once. Okay. Would you do it? I would not. Thank you.
1: What if we should have a wrestling match, the two of us, when COVID's over.
0: Like for charity? Yes. I, think, I don't think so.
1: Oh, I'd take you down.
0: I think not. I there's some anger in your presentation right now. No, because they're his though. It's like this is something that you've thought about. Oh, and I definitely gonna, have. And you're gonna take you have you thought this through take because out I your can knees. tell from from your voice, like you're I'm giddy. Yeah.
1: I can take you down. hmm All right. You're feeble on your feet. I can take you down.
0: <laughs> I have a sore, bruised Here rib we go. right now.
1: Here we go.
0: And my feet hurt still.
1: Please explain.
0: Well we had the uncorked bluesy Christmas concert yes. over the weekend yes. with rock and blues legend Jimmy Hall.
1: Who, By the way, as we sit here and we're ready to launch into this, this man is 71 years old and is up playing his microphone for two hours and 20 for two minutes. hours straight. And this man across the table is in his 40s and it feels like his hips have shifted because he moved one tweaker, tweaker, tweaker and twerker.
0: J- as the promoter of this concert, I was about to pull the plug because it was getting cold. You know, we, we started this show at six o'clock. Specifically, Normally, we start our shows a little later. But at 6 o'clock, knowing that it was going to get, you know, it's December. And so this is the last show that we're doing until late February um, because it just gets damn cold. And, I mean, he started like at 6.15 at 8.40. Jimmy Hall. He was going. He's still in a three-song set showcasing his saxophone and harmonica. Mm-hmm. Like keep on smiling The crowd's going crazy I was going crazy Everybody's dead They've abandoned their seats And their blankets And they have come to the front of the stage And it's like a rave In front of Jimmy Hall I loved it He played for two hours and a half And I about said You know what I think we should maybe call this I think we're done We've got enough Jimmy Hall
1: As the promoter You can't do that There could be wind Dust Snow Storms Crowds I mean can you imagine Like how would you handle Coachella Like what are you doing I don't plan on
0: handling Coachella
1: Okay, this these were like some fifty and sixty year olds that like took their blankets down to their seats and never got up again. And you were just like, "Oh!"
0: I was sore the next day because we had a much larger sound and light system for Mm -hmm. Jimmy Hall Mm -hmm. than we have any other show, and there I had to move some tables and chairs for some sponsors.
1: For the love, I had tables on my back moving them into places, putting. I mean, I was hoofing it all around there, temperature checking people. I'd look over. You'd be leaning on like a um, really? heat lamp.
0: Mm-hmm. Really? With a glass of wine? <laughs>
1: yes. like, hello, sir. <laughs> a couple of times I said to you, have you checked the parking lot? Because you're in charge of the parking lot.
0: I've, I have was in the parking lot. I checked the parking lot. Mm-hmm. I'm in charge of the police officers, the parking lot. Donna's front of house. Jody Jackson, who's our business partner, is in charge of uh, production. But Jody didn't have any stage hands. So he's like, Caddy, I need you down here at the stage to help move some wolfers. Or tweakers or something, oh, and the next I, day. I have a bruised rib. I oh. st- is still sore from moving. I had to move a drum set for for Jimmy Hall's drummer. I had to move his entire drum gig rig, whatever it's called, down yeah. to the stage. And then at the end of the night, I had to move it back up I to know, his. I moved move
1: two. To they his, all
0: came in. Jimmy Hall flew. Just, his just a little backstory. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Hall, Wet Willie, uh, Jeff Beck uh, worked with the Almond Brothers and sang with uh, uh, Blackberry Smoke. And um, he's Hank Williams Jr. He flew in. Yeah. He flew from Nashville to Atlanta. And he, even when I worked in country music and in and, and Interestor Radio and had to make several trips a year to Nashville, I would always drive because it's a beautiful drive. It's not bad. Eagle's really your halfway point.
1: I think he's older and he didn't want to be stiff.
0: There's an hour change.
1: He didn't want to be stiff for the crowd. Like he wanted to, you know, his joints moving. He's up there on the stage, like I said. But like, did he fly around. in with
0: all the harmonicas?
1: Yeah, I'm sure he did.
0: Cases, road cases. A saxophone?
1: Yes, people fly Because with his that wife start.
0: didn't come. He came by himself.
1: Well, he probably can handle his cases himself. I okay. mean.
0: <laughs> All right, but we had a great time. It and, was and fabulous. We're going to hit pause on the Encore Concert Series just because it's winter. We're going to crank back up at the Painted Horse Winery and Vineyards in Milton um, late February, mid to late February. We're going to do a Valentine's show on Saturday, February 13th and then uh once a month march through probably october going to have the singer songwriter series
1: i'll tell you the one thing that i heard over and over again and this is not because we put it on it, it's just a beautiful place to host something and people had such a great time but i i mean i must have heard from every single person i'm so thankful to be here i'm so glad to be here i need music in my life i need live music i need to see performances and i think even for like y- you talk about as you know it's it's true jimmy played for a long time but i think it's what we've talked about before that these artists are so unfortunately disconnected from fans right now that when they finally do get up and they get to play music the reason you play music is because it fills your soul you know and it's it's your creative process and I I saw it Saturday night he was so glad to be there and the people that were there were so glad to be there you know you just forget how much you need and even though a human connection even though it was socially distanced and people, it was just nice for people to be able to fist bump each other and wave to each other and, and be around a community, you know, with music as kind of the thread that hold it, held it together. So I've realized through these two shows how important music is in my life and how important it is in other people's lives as well.
0: This was the first show Jimmy Hall had, he told me, since, since March. Yeah.
1: He's been handling
0: everything on the books. And it's not just Jimmy Hall. It's every single artist in any genre or format of music has had nothing going on yeah, for months very and sad. months and months. So we'll see you back in uh, mid-February at the farm. a Horse, winery, Vineyards, beautiful 22-acre working farm in Milton. All right? Chicken and Waffles is a family favorite. And I always order two from Dinner Affair when I put my monthly order in at dinneraffair.com. We had Chicken and Waffles a few days ago. And you know how we talk about every ingredient is separated that you need and already measured out and chopped? And then just in two or three quick, easy steps, you, you put your meal together. Um, with the chicken and waffles, you get syrup, Donna. Dinner Affair sends you a Ziploc bag of syrup. And a maple syrup. Just in case you don't have any in your cabinet. They also send a little Ziploc bag of Tabasco sauce, just in case you want to do hot chicken and waffles.
1: I, I caught those kids drinking the syrup. but yeah. <laughs> Out of the bag.
0: But if you don't want Tabasco, you don't have to use it. That's the beauty. Again, every single ingredient that you need is separated in an individual bag and then wrapped up in butcher paper for your complete meal from Dinner Affair.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. And I've said before, like the chicken that Dinner Affair does is so good. We had extra chicken, believe it or not, left over. And I heated it up the next day and just put some noodles on the side. I mean, it's the the leftovers are so good if you're lucky enough to have any leftovers from Dinner Affair, but the the food is so good. You can make it all types of different ways. You know, if you wanted to do um, chicken and waffles with eggs, you can add eggs in and do like a whole, you know, that type of thing, like a breakfast for dinner type of thing. And we get the question, the questions that we get the most about Dinner Affair is, number one, why didn't I listen to you earlier and sign up? And number two, is there a contract? There is no contract. You're not making a commitment. And number three, do I get to pick my meals? And yes, you do. You get to go in. It's like sitting down at a
0: restaurant. I love it.
1: You get to look through the so, menu. when as a
0: kid, you used to get the Sears tour so catalog excited. at Christmas.
1: Yeah, and pick the meals. And it's fun to do as a family.
0: Food's always been a big part of my life. You've heard the
1: podcast right? talk about. But you pick it as it's your family. What, what do you want? Which meals do you want? You know, And if you want it, like, like you were saying, if you want to do double meals, do those.
0: 15 meals every month at DinnerFear.com. Literally before I left the house to come to the studio to record this episode of the podcast. What I are pulled, we having?
1: What are we having? I'm so excited. We're
0: having a chicken. Milanese. Thank you. With herb polenta. Oh. Now, does that not sound like a five-star? It, because it, it, a five-star type dish you get at a five-star restaurant. Sounds like good comfort it does. food. But I'm looking here. It's going to take me five steps. And the fifth step is in a microwave-safe dish, heat tomato mixture until warm. So that really doesn't count. Right. Uh, but you get a nutritious, delicious meal that everybody in your family is going to love uh, in in very simple steps. Yeah, there's no
1: plan com. offering the generous um, discount code that we are right now. So
0: Regardless of what package you order, right. the size of your family, how many servings you want, you get $30 off that first order. The promo code is caddy, C-A-D-D-Y, at checkout. Free contactless delivery in Atlanta. Dinner Affair ships nationwide. No contract, money-back guarantee, dinner, A-F-A-R-E.com. Why is the Georgia Senate runoff election receiving such attention nationwide? We understand that we have more pod peeps in the state of Georgia than we do anywhere else. We have listeners in every state. And it doesn't matter where you live and are listening right now. uh, This U.S. Senate runoff election is on your radar. If not, maybe not by choice. But you're hearing the names Kelly Loeffler, Reverend
1: Raphael, Raphael Warnock, Warnock
0: Mark, Senator David Perdue, and John, and John Ossoff. Those are the four names that you're hearing. Here's why. According to Georgia election laws, a runoff will occur when a candidate fails to win more than 50% of the vote on election day. Okay, That happened here in Georgia back November 3rd. Because it will determine which party controls the 100-member Senate. That's why this Georgia Senate runoff election is receiving such attention. Currently, right now, Republicans have a 50-48 advantage in the Senate, but if Warnock and Ossoff win, the chamber would split then 50-50, and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris would break any deadlocks, would break the tide. Of course, she's going to vote Democratic. And that means that in that particular situation, the U.S. Senate would then become controlled by the democrats right now at fifty forty eight, it's controlled by the republicans
1: yeah and, and and we're the last bastion and these commercials i mean they make you feel like like there's a couple of commercials out there that are like you know well there's two and they're and they're on every side this is not a republican or, or democratic conversation they're they're coming from both angles you know vote as if your life depends on it you know the fate of the world is in your hands georgia and if there was ever a time when if you've sat back in the past and been one of those people where eh, your vote doesn't really count, if you did not learn anything from the past election, it does. Every single vote counts. But I think it's crazy. You cannot get away from the commercials. There, I cannot imagine be, the amount of money they've spent.
0: There will be four or five commercials back to back to back to back to back to back to back
1: mm-hmm. when you're
0: watching television here in Georgia right now. And it will be from the four candidates themselves, but it's also from interest groups Um You cannot escape it right now. There was a debate Sunday night in the John Ossoff-Senator David Perdue debate. Only one candidate was there. Senator David Perdue chose not to debate John Ossoff.
1: For the second time.
0: So he was representative, he being Senator David Perdue, was represented by a podium. And there was no one standing behind it. So they have not
1: put like a cardboard cutout of him or like the colonel? No, because they
0: wanted to make it look bad because it's the liberal media. Or
1: like the colonel from Kentucky Fried Chicken or just like different stand-ins or something.
0: Okay. Again, this is a political debate. John Ossoff got every question. But you can't
1: debate if there's only one
0: of you. Well, but John Ossoff got an opportunity for an hour, I think it was, for for him. They didn't televise this one because it would have been silly, I guess, (laughs) 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 to televise John Ossoff debating a podium. Uh, But it gave him an hour to, listen, Eileen Wright, you know that. This is not a political conversation right now about this Senate race. But what a mistake David Perdue, Senator Mm -hmm. David Perdue made. It makes him look scared.
1: Or petty. Why would
0: you not want to participate in a debate when you have a, a runoff, a very important runoff election coming up January 5th in the state of Georgia?
1: I don't know. It's like giving it's like giving your opponent just a um a a commercial like a televised hour long commercial, you know, it's crazy.
0: The seven o'clock prime time debate, which was televised uh, here in Atlanta by our Fox affiliate. And it was uh, uh the debate was actually at Georgia Public Broadcasting downtown, but it was Reverend Raphael Warnock and Senator Kelly Leffler. Now, a couple things. Reverend Raphael Warnock has been the pastor at the historic Ebenezer Baptist Church for a long, long time. When Representative John Lewis was uh, recently passed, and and his funeral was held at Ebenezer Baptist Church, and you recall uh, President Bush,
1: yeah. Dignitaries, President Clinton, everyone President Obama, yeah.
0: and and Reverend Raphael Warnock was there. I didn't know at that time that he was getting ready to launch a Senate campaign. I then maybe saw a commercial or a sign within the next week after John Lewis's funeral at Ebenezer. And I saw, and I'm like, wait a minute. Is that not the guy that's the pastor at Ebenezer Baptist Church? And, and he has a beagle. It Well, it, I don't think that that's his beagle in the commercial. Oh. No. I do. No.
1: Okay. You don't borrow a beagle? Yes, you do. Okay.
0: Yes, you do. All right. To make your point in a television commercial. Okay. Yes. Okay. Because the, at the end of every commercial, which the Beagle stars in with him, he says, we approved this message. It's like the Beagle had a Beagle. choice. I mean, like the Beagle got a vote or something as to whether or not he wanted to be in this ad.
1: Well, but the Beagle's, like if he wins, the Beagle's going to be on stage. He can't just borrow someone's Beagle and then retire. You
0: certainly can. Okay. All right. To put your, let's, let's research that. Let's research that. Is the Beagle in the Warnock TV ads his actual dog? Yes. And we'll find out in, in.
1: How are you going to find that out? Knock on his door and see if he's got
0: a I dog bet it's a simple bed Google. a bowl? I bet it's a simple Google search. Okay. And if I knew that we were going to have this conversation as part of the segment, then I, I would have looked it up.
1: Well, I like to throw things at you. I know you do. On the fly.
0: Yeah. All right. So the big takeaway for me during the debate between Warnock and Senator Kelly Leffler, who was appointed uh, a senator by our governor, Brian Kemp, less than a year ago in a special election, was the fact that each time she referenced Raphael Warnock, who's standing right next to her. She referred to him as radical, liberal Raphael Warnock. And it stuck. And it drove the left crazy on Twitter. They wanted to turn it into a drinking game. Um, there were so many, dis- I'm going to punch my TV if I hear her refer uh to 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 Raphael Warnock is radical liberal Raphael Warnock. One more time, I'm gonna I'm gonna punch my TV. And Monica to- Kaufman Pearson, who is an iconic, semi-retired broadcaster in the Atlanta area, uh, was even I saw her on Twitter last night just going off about this that she couldn't believe it, it was a very smart strategy. And here's why: if you stopped ten people today in the Atlanta area or anywhere in Georgia, and you said, "What do you recall most?" About the runoff debate. What is it? Donna, I think eight out of 10 would say, whether good or bad, that she kept referring to Reverend Warnock as radical liberal Raphael Warnock.
1: I wonder if she had to come up with like a little, what's that thing you come up with? Like a, like RL, you know, radical leftist liberal, like something, because that doesn't roll off the tongue. She got tied up a couple times. So to be in the middle of a debate and remember that every time, I wonder if she was like, Rollo, 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 you
0: know. (laughs) And somebody said to me, well, you know she didn't come up with that. I know she didn't come up with that. It's a political consultant that came up with that. The fact is, though, it stuck. It stuck.
1: Trying to, like, identify exactly who the person is every single time.
0: She did not say his name during this debate without first saying radical, liberal. And I think it was 20 times in a one-hour debate. Uh, If you say it enough, it's going to stick, and if it sticks, there's a possibility that people that maybe didn't believe it before are going to believe it now. It was a very interesting strategy, I thought, Mm -hmm. uh, during the uh, during the debate that we saw on Sunday night.
1: Here were my takeaways, Mm -hmm. Um, and this is
0: Uh, Warnock could have said, you know, insider trading, Kelly Loeffler. Yeah. Every time he said her name, he didn't. But you know, is that type thing you're trying to just cement in someone's mind? Just enough, kind of like being on a a jury. You just need a- Just enough doubt. Absolutely. Just 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 a little doubt. Just one piece of doubt.
1: Well, here are my takeaways. I want to know if that's his beagle, number one. Okay, it's not. And number two, I I have to say this, and again, don't at me. This is not a political thing, but um, she needs to trim her hair. I've told you this (laughs) since the beginning. Her hair is so long. It is too long for a woman her age to be standing on stage that way. And the other thing is, it's kind of like Melania. She needs to blink if she needs help because- I just, I told you at one point, like, she just kind of looks, and again, it's not about her political name, but she looks like a Barbie doll, just like staring at the screen and, and saying those words over and over again. It was kind of like, did somebody forget to replace her batteries? Like, I don't know. Like, what's going on here? Because she just sort of, it was like this stare at the screen. She wouldn't look at him. She wouldn't look over his way. It was just this deadpan stare at a very at the odd screen. smile. Yes.
0: The entire time, too. And she stuck to stuck to her talking points. And I don't think it was a guy. I don't think she did well. At, I'm a Republican. I don't think she did well at all during the debate. Um, she stuck to the talking points that she was the first one in her family to graduate college, that she went to college. Uh, she waitressed her way through college. Uh, she lives in an $18 million mansion here in Bookhead. And I saw where someone came at her on Twitter after somebody posted a picture of her mansion in Buckhead because they were an Uber Eats driver and they realized after after seeing that photo that they delivered to her mansion like last January and she Kelly Loeffler let her let let this Uber Eats driver stand in the rain the freezing rain for like 15 minutes and didn't tip her
1: and they recognized her from the debate from the,
0: from the, well, no oh. no they recognized because there's been photos now of her oh. mansion in Buckingham oh. where she lives floating around her, oh, her husband is president of Nasdaq yes he is um and and so there's pictures of her mansion floating around now and so the Uber Eats drivers like oh my gosh I was at that mansion back in January. They left me out cold. And the bitch damn, I mean, it was freezing rain cold, and she didn't tip me at all. Now I know who that is.
1: Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, I think part of the debate thing is that um, in the past, it's always been like, as important as what is said on a debate is the way people look. It's just a fact. Remember in the Nixon days when he did the debate and he was sweating and people, it, it came out that people thought that. Again, you know, he's crooked and all this. Stuff. I mean, the way that you come across, remember when Donald Trump was pacing around behind Hillary Clinton, like right on, like right over her shoulder, yeah. almost like he was going to jump on top of her and attack her, like our cat Zippy does to our other cat Ming, you know, <laughs> just follows her around waiting for the moment to pounce on top of her. So I do think these visuals become very important, just like the things that are, like you said, you know, the things that they're saying, but the fact that it was just odd, like, would not look over at that man. Just deadpan straight ahead. But I th- I just have to tell you, I think if she just, not a lot. I mean, if she just cut three inches off, she wouldn't even know she cut it off. She could donate it to Locks of Love, which would be huge. And she just, I, th- I think it would be a good thing. I'm not a political consultant, but if you need me, I'm here.
0: January 5th is the very important runoff election here in the state of Georgia. Ask for the Wolfman merch is available now on the gallery furniture Social media channels on Instagram at Gallery Furniture GA. The Wolfman, iconic personality here in the Atlanta area, um, for decades was the face of gallery furniture. Now, his daughter Donna and granddaughter Marilyn, Donna's daughter Marilyn, uh, run the show. 1600 Browns Bedrock Gainesville is where you're going to find gallery furniture.
1: That's right. And they've been posting all over social media for the past weekend, this past weekend, about some of the um, new furniture that they've gotten in. And it's beautiful. It looks amazing. They've got some great console tables. We've talked about this before. They've got some great side tables that you can mix in to what you already have. You don't have to feel like you have to go up and completely redo your room or redo three, four rooms at a time. Just mix in some pieces and move your furniture around and it'll make you feel like you've got a whole brand new room, you know, without having to spend a fortune. Mattresses they have. Sometimes the best part, again, you don't need a whole new bed. If you just get a new mattress, your bed feels so much better. And what is more important right now than sleep and being comfy in your own home? Um, You know, they're talking about right now that you can't find Christmas trees, that you can't find... Home improvement products because everybody is hunkered down at their house and they want to make their house like this nice safe haven. And what does that the most is nice furniture, things to sit on, big, big recliners and, and big sectionals that you and your family can sit on and watch TV, watch Christmas movies, which we like. Yeah. Or I do. Um, and anyways, that's, that's, that's the great thing. But the best part about um, Donna and them is that the selection is amazing. They have access to a ton of furniture that they get in. New shipments constantly. You're not going to see the same stuff all the time. They offer financing on site. They will deliver your furniture or you can take it with you that day.
0: A huge warehouse showroom. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road. Ask for the Wolfman. Allie is a pot peep for this episode. Of the My Second Act Podcast. Thanks for making me super, uh, thanks for making me laugh. Super important these days. But Allie's focus when reaching out on the podcast voicemail text line was this. I had to let Donna know she was totally spot on about the bell bottoms being caught in the bike chain as an anxiety inducing childhood memory. I remember one time having to make it home after mine got stuck. I was probably in tears by the time I got back to my house. Meanwhile, my neighbor, Mr. Newsom, who was OCD about his yard, was cutting his grass. He noticed me coming in, all tangled up, defeated looking. I was a mess because I knew my elephant ears
1: had them, loved them.
0: Okay, what did she write in parentheses? Even bigger than bell bottoms.
1: Yeah, they were like the super flares, super flares. Okay,
0: I knew that I was a mess, and they would have to come off. There was no way my eight-year-old self could get them out of the bike chain. I went to the carport, pulled out the pants, made a bad dash to the back door. I remember they were ruined because of the holes and bike grease and they were my favorites. It was also a long time uh, till I could face my neighbor, Mr. Newsom. I bad. Because I'm sure Allie's running around with the panties. Yeah. Making a mad dash for the just to the backyard. Mr. Him. Newsom's out there just on his club cadet.
1: It would be so. I mean, you would just be so sad when you and, you and they'd be covered in grease and they'd have those little chain marks on them. And you take them in, and you'd be like, "Mama, can you get these out?" And yeah, your ma- ma- mamas back then weren't like us mamas, where we're like, "We'll just get you a new pair." They're gonna, you know, have to put them in the sink and like put stuff on them, and you have to wait three weeks before you get back into them.
0: God, I loved my elephant ears. Another pod peep writes, Caddy, I just listened to uh, today's episode. I'm with you on the depression that this pandemic has caused. I've had to up my daily meds. And I hope, I, just a quick sidebar here. I hope that you, with with con- consulting your doctor, of course. I'm sure. sure if you I don't your think meds, she's just doing that. Just to get myself out of the funk. But some days it just doesn't work. I'm so over it. And I'm over the people who aren't taking this seriously because it just means this is going to go on longer. Thanks uh, to you and Donna for the last brings a sense of normalcy to an otherwise not normal 2020. Thank you very much for checking in. Also pot Pete Missy Cato who, who reached out to me in a direct message on Twitter at ATL Cadillac and at ATL Cadillac. And she sent me a link to a video that features Atlanta Falcon tight end Hayden Hurst. Um, there's a series of videos that the Atlanta Falcons and Hayden Hurst and his family. Have you seen these? You have? Okay. Yep. Um, uh, they're, they're releasing because Hayden Hurst, now an NFL star with the Falcons, is speaking out about his struggles with addiction. Uh, and it began when he was a, a he was a great ball player and and played for the minor Pittsburgh Pirates team in Bradenton, but just wasn't happy. He had everything, but he just wasn't happy, and he struggled with not feeling right. Yep. And so he gave up minor league baseball, said, I want to play football now. And I think he played like rec ball as a child or maybe one season of high school or something, but he applied to USC and Columbia, the Gamecocks, and he got accepted, and so he played football for the University of South Carolina, but he just wasn't happy and and turned to drugs and turned to alcohol and once tried to take his life. And so Behind the Stigma is the name of the video series that the Falcons are doing with his family right now. And so uh, Missy Cato sent me a link and just said, hey, we listened to the podcast Heard you talking about your your struggle sometimes, the depression, especially during pandemic. Thought this might help. Uh, the video that she sent me, Missy sent me, was nine minutes, and it was, uh, it was, it was so nice to see someone on Hayden Hurst's level as a tight end for the Atlanta Falcons speaking out about his struggles with depression, and he doesn't drink now, and he is just, he says he works out two three times a day. He's immersed in football. Uh, and his life is on the right track now, but he, he he realizes that God gave him a second chance because although he attempted to take his life, it ultimately that didn't happen.
1: And I think that's one of the things that comes out a lot. There's no one magical cure. But the one thing that I have heard a lot of people say during this time is that um, and you hear people saying this, you if you have been through any kind of program, you'll hear people say you got to get out of your head. And that's true because in your head, you live in a place where everything's bad. You're not doing things right. You're, you know, it's, it's a bad situation. So the best thing to get out of your head, and we've talked about this before, is get outside, go take a walk. And you know what? You may not be able to join a gym right now because you may not have the money to do it, but you can go out and walk and just get out of your space. Or maybe
0: you're not comfortable with going into a gym right now.
1: I've also heard there was another, um, and I think it's great, all the people who are coming out that are, because sometimes you feel like. You know, if you are on the other side where you feel very blessed and you have a lot, but you still don't feel great, you almost feel guilty for feeling that way and you shouldn't. And I heard another person, um, it was um, Selena Gomez, and she's written lately a lot about her and Demi Lovato are doing this series together where they've written about their struggles with um, Demi's struggles with addiction and and Selena with body image and some of the things she's gone on and cyberbullying. And then one thing that they said, and I think this is so true, is give it one more day which sounds crazy, but sometimes when you're in the middle of what you feel like is a storm, if you just go to bed and let the sun come up and give it one more day and see if it can just get a little bit better, because I think the biggest challenge right now that you hear from everyone is it can, life can be so overwhelming right now. Where do I start? And it starts with just one step one day. So I think it's great that all these people are talking about it. I want to
0: share two sentences from Hayden Hurst. Keep fighting. Keep going. As bad as dark as it gets, I promise you there's someone out there who cares and wants to see you succeed at whatever you do. It doesn't have to be professional sports. That's great. So keep going. So well said. We'll include a link to the videos in uh, the Saturday's issue of The Letter. It's free. We don't share your information with anybody. Hit your inbox every Saturday at 9:10. Alternative episode titles. We have fun with memes and photographs and uh, links to things that you've heard us talk about during the week's two episodes. Uh, and I write an open to to each um, issue of the letter. It's very simple to subscribe. Text left on red. R E D is the color. Left on red. No spaces. To the number two two eight two eight. I'm Source. gonna find a picture mm-hmm.
1: of me and my elephant in your pants. I know I've got one. Dig around for that. Okay, I will.
0: Dig around for that. Source Audio from today's episode, courtesy of NBC TV, our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen, who is also editor of our weekly e-letter, the letter. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac, Jack, my second act. Proud to be part of the Appen Podcast Network.